Hey everybody, welcome into the one, the only, The Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. Hope you all had a terrific work week and have a better weekend in store as well. Um, Actually, quite a few items to get to on today's video game-focused episode. And it's it's a doozy. We got some good stuff, so I kind of teased it at last week's uh, believe video, or actually might have been the movie episode. Um, just some more thoughts and feels that I had in regards to the Bungie Activision divorce. And I promise this is going to be my last bit of trying to draw this out for content um, until we have more, hopefully, what's concrete news. Just I just kind of want to go over my thought processes and add some more, um, maybe some more of my opinions to what's kind of going on in regards to that whole situation and what I hope to see Bungie do moving forward. But we won't go too crazy with it. And um, what else do we have on the talket? for today um and if you thought oh yeah here we are um and you know activision bungie big new source or big story that i think is still kind of lingering a little bit but it's kind of coming towards the end um you know ea decides hey hold my beer we got we got it we got an announcement of our own to make uh we can't let activision up us on this category of just being shit bags right um and then we have a nice little personal thing well not personal but something that i was looking forward to that i'm kind of a little, little bit of heartbroken to talk about that it's uh, no longer going to be around, possibly, so we shall see. But enough of the teases. Let's get into the show. Let's start off with our first topic um, for today's episode. So l- let's touch on Destiny here. So last week when I recorded uh, for my loyal, continuous listeners, appreciate you. Again, I remember that sound, guys, is me winking. Um... When that happened, when I got done recording literally five minutes later, news breaks, took 10 minutes to kind of compose myself or attempted to and think of like my my quick hot take two cents about the subject. Because to me, it's, it's a big fucking deal. It was a big story. And I think that it still is. Now that happens. I do my hot take. And so since the week has, you know, progressed, I've kind of thought a little bit more about certain things and, and what have you. And I still stand by my initial reaction where I was very excited for the announcement. I'm very hopeful for the future of Destiny um, 3 of whatever that is. I even said like, hey, I even thought about jumping back on Destiny 2 and maybe diving into the expansion. And I'm glad I kind of talked myself off the ledge on that. It's like well, baby steps, you know. And kind of just thinking about it and reading reactions and everything. Like a good example, and well, this is an example of what I want to say, but I don't know if it's a good barometer. Um, you go to like the official Destiny Reddit. When the news broke, people were super fucking stoked and great. They're, they're really excited. But kind of seeing a lot of the comments, and I think the narrative's changing a little bit now that we've had a chance to kind of take half a step back and breathe and kind of digest this this event that's occurred, is a lot of people initially, and again, it's come back down a little bit, down to earth a little bit, which is great, was how hopeful and excited they were and how great this is for Bungie and, you know, to go independent again, I don't know if an independent studio of 800 people is really, you know, independent at that point. And I hope this doesn't lead to layoffs in any way, shape or form, um, in regards to the company now going solo. And they said they're still supporting destiny Two and their roadmap. Great, terrific, all cute. But a lot of people were so hopeful and excited, which is good about the direction going forward but i kind of want to be i want to take a step back and just try to put out on the table and i know i'm going to come off as a debbie downer with this maybe a little bit but hey just try to think of both sides of the fence it's hmm how can i i'm trying to think of the best way to explain this 
I'm still hopeful, still excited for Destiny, but it's been tempered somewhat. And the reason I say that is because I don't think or feel from what I know, what I think I know, that a lot of the issues that Bungie has experienced within the Destiny franchise for 1 and 2 is... I don't know how much blame can really be thrown at the feet of Activision. That all of a sudden this narrative that Activision has is no longer holding the chain, that Destiny has broken its bonds and it can, you know, go out like a sweet baby butterfly and check out rainbows, wherever the fuck it is butterflies do. I don't think Activision forced or put a gun in any way, shape, or form to Bungie's head that I'm aware of and said, hey, be really bad to your customers, make a shitty game. And I've heard people comment that, hey, Activision was a big driving force in regards to the direction that Destiny 2 initially was. So let's say, for example, that is the case. Well, you have a partnership. Remember, you're not owned by Activision. And unless there's something in your contract, which I'm not privy to, where they can make design choices, you know, then I don't know why you would kind of flip on that. Treating your customers like shit and charging them microtransactions on top of expansion packs, on top of season passes, I don't know how much Activision really played a role in that, if at all. At the end of the day, though, what we can do and what we do know is if you look at Bungie's history, since they came up under Microsoft, they broke free from them and everyone did the exact same cheer and started dropping their pants and was like, oh my God, Bungie's free from Halo and Microsoft's clutches and they can go do what they, well, then they go and jump into bed with Activision. They went from what they were saying, if you were listening to Bungie's side of it, one control freak to another. But they're like, oh, we're, we're in an arranged marriage. It's okay. It's a little bit different. There's a contract on the table. And it's like, no, you're still in bed with them, though. So keep keep that, you know, you're not going to always just get oral, my friend. It's going to, you're going to have to give it sometimes. So it's an interesting dynamic just to kind of hear that narrative pop up again. And again, I'm pretty much honest. Honestly, I'm guilty of it, too. That, hey, Bungie's free. They can do whatever it is they want the way they want, right? Okay. But again, they've proven time and time again, there's a lot of stuff that was in their control that we're aware of that Activision had nothing to do with that they were still harmful, Bungie was. Now, you can make the argument, and I think it's reasonable to say like, yeah, but it's kind of, when you make the ex- any example you do create, there's a way you can tweak and paint it to fit your narrative. So please keep that in mind. But there's like that old adage, you are who you hang out with. So if you're Bungie, and you are around Activision, you are having these business being certain people are within the company of Bungie, I think it's not unfathomable that you will pick up certain business practices that Activision is maybe not putting down your throat, but suggesting to you more and more and more aggressively that is that you pick up on those tendencies like, oh yeah, this is the way we do business. So that could be it, but that could just me be trying to give Bungie the benefit of the doubt. But I think what we all can agree on now going in is that Bungie's at the standstill where there's a lot of people that still have faith and hope in them, which, eh, you know, it's, that's is what it is, a different conversation maybe. And this is their, I would make the argument, their fucking third or fourth chance to get it right with Destiny 3, whatever form that's going to take. Um, and not to be shackled by the, by the chains that you had from Destiny 2, even where you're at now. And keep in mind, their whole Forsaken expansion, which a lot of the hardcore community and Bungie have really loved that wasn't developed by Bungie whatsoever. Like they've had people in the company work on the project. Sure. But that was headlined by, I think high moon studios. And then the Warmind DLC that was 
it was garbage, but it was less garbage than Curse of Osiris. That was done by who was yeah there, that was a different company, a second, another entire company, both of which are owned by Activision themselves. So they don't have that support and that and that backing anymore. And at the end of the day, you just keep in mind when they all Activision was trying to do, and I know this is going to sound like I'm defending Activision, and I really do not mean to do that, but I try to be fair on here because they are a shit fuck company and a cancer to the video game industry. But they, from what I understand, was just holding, trying to hold Bungie accountable for promises and decisions, stuff written in contracts that Bungie agreed to. So when Activision goes to them and say, hey, can you, what's your yearly release window going to look like? Can you do two DLCs, one big expansion the next year with some stuff sprinkled in? Bungie went to them and it was like, hey, we know we agreed to this, but uh, we can't hit these release windows. So let's do the Eververse, aka our microtransaction shop. That's Bungie, you know? And so at the end of the day, like my kind of final thoughts for for I, we go into like what I hope they do and what comes forward with it is Bungie, I still think, owes probably more blame on their reputation and the shit show that's been Destiny because of themselves and Activision. Not to say you don't get better getting out of that toxic relationship that is that company, but before we all start like throwing our hands up and like, you know, oh my God, it's great. They're free again and blah. It's like they were free before and they made a bad decision. And keep in mind, they took a hundred mil from NetEase, which is a huge Chinese developer to develop a mobile game. So I don't know if they're using that capital to do it, but you know, it's still a company that's known for very lovey standards on microtransactions, but also they're in partnership with Overwatch too to publish it over in Asia, as well as how oh, what's the other one? I want to say maybe World of Warcraft's on there too. Um, but yeah, so it's like you're still kind of in bed with a publisher a little bit here. I don't know what that agreement is. It could just be a mobile game, like they said, and that's it. Um, and also too, I don't want to hear anyone like come out and say like, oh, Microsoft should now buy Bungie back. Like, no, don't do that. They've proven that they have issues internally with their structure and hitting their deadlines. They need structure. All these artists do. I think that's what people kind of don't get that publishers are to paint publishers at all as evil and greedy fucks. Like I understand that narrative. I mean, Activision EA certainly fit that bill, but I think there's other publishers out there that don't do that, that are just like, no, we made an agreement with, is this reasonable to you agree to the terms? Cool. Okay. We're not fucking you over in this agreement. So you got to hold your end of the bargain because these artists that do make these games as wonderful as they are with their talent, there's still a business aspect to it. And I think we all know that. It's just the line gets more muddled when certain publishers are, hey, we made $500 million in one week off of a game. Eh, we're going to report it as losses on our earnings report because, you know, we projected, we forecasted 550. What a failure. We got to go back to the drawing board and cut costs. And it's like, no, now you're being one extreme to the other. Now you're being greedy cocksuckers. Like, Let's keep be honest. So at the end of the day, third, fourth chance, whatever it is for Bungie, they got to get this right because I know they're out of excuses in my opinion. And I mean, they still can have them, I guess. It's I mean, that's the world we live in where they could group up with some other publisher and say, like, oh, well, we we got into the bed with this publisher to, you know, to co-self-publish with us. And it didn't work because they wanted to do this. And and we haven't really heard that about the Activision thing. So I guess all I'm saying is try to like brace expectations a little bit, you know, and maybe I'm just saying this more for myself with Bungie and what they can and can't do. Um, Cause I, I would be shocked if they self publish. I think they're going to go on a co-publishing deal with somebody. 
And um, at the end of the day, hey, you want to talk about Microsoft buying them? Oh, I wouldn't do that if I was Microsoft. You've went down that road before, but you have new leadership in place on Microsoft's front for the most part. Um, I would go to them and just say, hey, I, we want to do a co-publishing deal with you. Your name is still on it as publisher. We'll give you a couple bucks. And guess what? All we want you to do is on Destiny 3 or whatever you're going to do or call it, um, it's a day one Game Pass thing for us. You can still put it on PS4 on launch. You know, there's no timed exclusive crap or content. But yeah, put on Game Pass and what have you. That's all we want. And, you know, make it so that we can do open co-op play across platforms. Like, if you're Microsoft, how bad would that hurt? So, I don't know. That's just my one little... My little my little rant and ideas about the current state of where we are with that conversation for them. But moving forward, though, I do want to talk on just real quick here some of my hopes, feels, etc. For I'm getting distracted by my phone. Son of a, there's always like Mortal Kombat 11, I guess, gameplay came out today, and they're doing some kind of big like press showing. So there's just like my phone is blowing up with like check out the new raid and gameplay footage of the new Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, aren't they doing like a a shit ton of like really shady microtransactions and they had like a fighter pack issue or something where they're like asking you for money for advanced fighters but they didn't tell you who those fighters were like I'm, I'm just saying you know but it's funny I'm you know everyone's happy about it I guess but oh, the industry sometimes I tell you don't understand it but um going back to trying to stay on topic as far as my thoughts and feels about where destiny comes here forward um, I think the biggest question, and I hope Bungie realizes this, is they need a new fucking engine. Whatever they've worked on and used for one and two is not working. Um, and they've used that excuse before of like, oh, we've upgraded the engine, so now we can get more content out for Destiny 2. And that was a complete fucking lie on so many fronts. And if you've listened before, you know my feels about Bungie and their lack of ethical business or customer service, you know, like... I don't think they give two shits about certain people within that company don't and somehow they keep getting a lot of second, third, fourth and fifth chances and people are using the Activision thing to wash over it. But as far as where they go forward, um, and this is probably going to piss off a lot of people that are like hardcore Destiny 2 fans. So sorry, it's just my, I mean, I don't play the game anymore, so I understand I don't have the investment into my Guardian as you guys do, but guess what? I did have it for my first one, and that stung when we had to switch over, and they didn't carry over like they said it would. But my point being, I hope for the next one, they take their time with it, they have a new fucking engine that works, that's not a piece of shit, as it's been reportedly many times that it is, and they just completely relaunch and reboot the entire series. Do a storyline content for the end of Destiny 2 that just like wipes the map and relaunches it, so for Destiny 3, don't call it 3, call it, if I call it Destiny Online, call it Destiny shit on your boots. I don't care what you call it. Just make it its own new thing so it's a refresh, it's a breath of fresh air, it's a new restaurant for everybody, you know, and, and not just change the logo and the name. Like, just really do something different and clever with it and really push yourselves and just don't basically give me Destiny 3 and say, like, see, it's really grindy that's what you wanted, right? And it's like, well, a little bit, but there's a lot more to it, a lot more potential with this IP and gameplay mechanics. You know, like, I'm tired of going into an area and it's like, go scan something for 60 seconds while a wave of enemies just come at you and you have to survive. Or you run into a room, fight, 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 okay, cool, run up some stairs, oh, fight, fight, fight. Like, there's a lot more mechanics you can do in a first-person perspective especially in that universe that can be really cool and unique and still not lose the essence of what it is and you know 
it's being a looter shooter. So that's just my two cents, my two thoughts on that. And like I said, I promise I won't be using that as content milking um, until some more viable news possibly comes out about it. But um, as I alluded to in the intro, big Activision bungee news, right? Boom, divorce, crazy. Kids are crying, all that shit. They don't understand. Is it their fault? Is it not? We don't know, but we'll find out. EA sees that and is like, hold my, hold my beer. So the one, the only Jason Schreier from Kotaku, fucking one man, one scoop. Holy shit. This guy is having a great beginning of 2019 with his stories. So he came out with a little bit of news earlier this week that I just adored. So bottom line, he comes out and says, Hey, you know, that uh, star Wars game, that EA motive or EA Vancouver, I can't remember the fucking name was developing um, from that Amy Henning uncharted gal. Like they took her, her game ragtag, which was like uncharted on, but in star Wars, they canceled it. EA did forever ago. And Amy Henning, I don't know, went to rehab or something. I don't know. That's, I'm alleging that it's a joke. I don't want to be sued. There you go. But that all goes down. They take the assets and they give it to Vancouver, EA Vancouver Emotive. I can't remember the name of it, of which studio. They have so many of these sub studios in EA. And they're like, hey, use some of these assets, but make it an open world game, aka let's microtransaction the fuck out of this with the Star Wars license. So that's been going on for like, I think a year and a half or something, or two years maybe since that announcement. So Jason Chara from Kotaku broke it, that EA has canceled that project, that it did not meet, the reason being they did not meet the timeline that EA was moving for. They thought it was too far out with the initial release date of it and everything. So that news broke, EA commented on the story and didn't confirm that it was canceled because they're a bunch of puss bags and they have investors. But they said like, oh no, the, that studio is going to work on other Star Wars stuff. They're going to work on a smaller Star Wars project, you know, and we got Respawn Star Wars coming out and we got maybe even another little smaller project. Why the fuck do they keep saying smaller projects? What the fuck does that mean? Is that code for mobile? Because I know they got one mobile Star Wars game and I don't know the numbers I was trying to search and I couldn't find their revenue. So I assume it's doing really well. The old Republic video game MMO that was pre the Star Wars license agreement between Disney and EA, that's still fucking going on, and I think that's still good because guess what? People love fucking Star Wars, and you can make a shit ton of money. So this all happens. Another canceled fucking game and the Star Wars license, you know. So I I went back and looked just to make sure my facts are correct. So you got the since the partnership between Disney and EA, which is a ten year agreement. I think they're on year eight right now. You've had the Star Wars mobile game, let's say it's successful by EA standards. And I don't count the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic online game because that's pre the agreement, right? So you have the mobile game, you've had Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, right? So you've had the license for eight years and you've developed a mobile game, took a beloved franchise and shit all over it. And when you did the sequel, you castrated it with your fucking pay-to-win shit. That's it. Three Star Wars games in eight years. Just think about that for a second. Now, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm the idiot. I still fucking love Star Wars. The fact we don't have amazing, incredible Star Wars games every three to four years blows my mind at the very least, right? In eight years, we get three of them. One's a fucking mobile, and then two are the first game... Does anyone remember the first Star Wars Battlefront, how dry of content it was, how bare bones it was? It was just like, ah, see how good it looks? No campaign, but look how good it looks. And it's like, okay, that's the dice engine, duh, which you force around all your developers' throats. And then they come out with the second one, like, oh, we got content. And then you guys know the whole microtransaction catastrophe that that was. So 
Yeah, I just find it very interesting that they have arguably the most popular IP in the known world. And they can't fucking figure it out. It blows my mind. Um, I think this is as much... This news, again, disappointing, but not a surprise, because EA has mismanaged this license severely in a lot of ways. Um, I've even read stuff, I actually think it was Jason Schreier, that Andrew Wilson, who runs EA, this deal came into place before he took over the company to run it, and he's not a big fan of it, and what have you. So, my point being, at the end of the day, I blame Disney and the guys that run Lucas as much as I do EA, and I've heard the stories that Lucas is Lucas Arts is a fucking bitch to work with. That if you make a Star Wars video game, you have to greenlight every fucking thing the way a trigger looks on a gun, so the universe has continuity. That's them being pretentious, clearly. Um, but there's been plenty of Star Wars games that have come out in a very short window. Grant you, this is when Lucas owned it. And we know Lucas was like, hey, you've shit on my franchise now, in my opinion. But it's like, hey, George, you also... Papa George, you also kind of molested your own IP, too, as well, from your prequel movies and content after that. But I just don't get it. Like, it takes time, it takes work, it takes money to make a Star Wars game because you're you're putting it on a pedestal. I get that. But just to have this useless agreement, like, I again, I blame Disney, I blame LucasArts. The fact they have not pulled this agreement yet blows my mind. And I don't know if there's an out clause in it, but if after this 10 years, say there isn't, they don't just like take it back and like, hey, let's reevaluate where we take the Star Wars games is nuts to me. Like, just give it to certain developers, let them do their pitches. If it sounds good, give them some wiggle room to actually fucking develop it and go from there because you're missing out on so much money. And I know they make a shit ton of money already, but for a company that seems to value money, I'm surprised. I don't see anyone in Disney like, oh, Guys, made a billion dollars. Like, that's enough on the money front. You know, that's a little... We've made too much this year. Like, I don't think they're fucking saying that. So, um, yeah, I would just... I'm hoping that one day we get to a point that... I never thought that Marvel would be able to buy Fox or Disney would to get X-Men back into the MCU. So, I'm hopeful that, hey, maybe one day we'll get to experience um, fucking great Star Wars games again. And I'm, I'm really hopeful, like... I don't know, maybe the Respawn one will be good. I, I doubt it. If their announcement at E3 was anything to go by, it's, oh, that's probably going to be a shit show too. So um, with that said, let's move on to our final topic for today. More of like an industry note. We usually don't have these for the video game episode. Um, but this is coming from themeparkuniversity.com. I guess people that are a big fan of theme parks. Um, so I guess this has been, I remember reading about this years ago, that Universal Orlando had an agreement with Nintendo to bring Nintendo Land Universal. And I think it's dropping either 20, I think it's 2022 in Japan, um, but that there were plans to bring it to America and, or in Orlando specifically and stuff. And that there was even talk of them doing spinoffs like Pokemon and Zelda lands. And I was fucking ecstatic for this shit. I'm like, this is how you fucking compete with Disney theme parks, motherfuckers. So they're reporting. It looks like those have been shelved as far as the reasons why, um, it just looks like they're focusing on the Nintendo part and everything like that. And there might be some contractual issues with that. So if you're like me and hoping that 2022, yeah, or that they was going to come soon, looks like that got shelved. So I've been on this fucking Pokemon kick, son of a bitch. 
but could be worse, I guess, right? So anyways, guys, that's going to do it for me for today's video game focus episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. And as always, I thank you for listening. Always appreciate it. If you like what you hear or even eh, about it, tons of ways you can help the podcast grow and get better and support it. Links in the description of this episode on how you can do that, just that. And yes, I will double check it. I swear I did it for last video or last TV episode and movies. Fucking Anchor needs to fix that shit, by the way. It was... I could copy and paste just regular, you know, with the links and everything was kosher. Everything worked seamlessly. And I did a fucking update months ago and now I got to redo all the fucking links every time. It's a pain in the ass and I'm like saving it. It doesn't save. I'm like, just, it worked fine. Why, why are you fucking with shit anchor? Just go back to the basics. Okay. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. I'm not a smart guy. All right. I'm somewhat tech savvy, but this is fucking ridiculous. Just simple shit should simply work. Boom. Fucking put that on a trademark. Hope that's not been. I should really trademark that. Huh. Damn it. It's probably... I'm going to check that out. See if I can. But anyways, links in the description on you can support the podcast, help it grow. Um, things I'm alluding to is, you know, passing on on any forms of Reddit or any forums you're on, websites, text chains, etc. with friends or family members that you think might like it. And then, of course, whatever your podcast listening platform of choice is, rate, review, subscribe, notify, all the blah, 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 all that shit. You know, that's, that's how you get featured on fucking iTunes, I guess, you know, and I don't know, maybe I shouldn't cuss so much. That's what they suggest, but they can just go fuck themselves, really. Um, so, yeah, lots of ways to do it. And then also, too, just a little bit of uh, housekeeping promotion as well. Um, I've teased it on the podcast before for those that follow me and watch me on Mixer. Again, you go to Mixer.com, search the Haven podcast. You can find my channel and get notified when I go live there for live streams. Um, I talked about Game Pass Sessions, which is a new series I'm doing on there. Um, I've tweaked it a little bit here with like in terms of how I kind of want to do the content. I think you guys are going to like it a lot more. So I just recorded like kind of the new rehashed version of it uh yesterday actually so that should be on the dvr for you to go back and watch of um about it's almost two hours of a fresh game uh game pass play what the fuck am i saying a fresh new playthrough those are the words i'm looking for of kingdom two crowns a game that i've talked about before on here that i thoroughly enjoy so go check that out give you some commentary it's a a fresh new game um play that i'm doing of it from the ground up so you can see but i'm just doing little small slices if you like it um let me know i can always do more of it that sort of thing and then don't forget you can also as always um send in your listener questions via our email thehavenpc at gmail.com and or uh follow us on instagram again just search the haven podcast um and then i have links for all this shit that i'm talking about because i'm sure it's going through one year and out the other all right guys that's it for me i'm getting dry cotton mouth from talking like a fucking maniac for 26 plus minutes um again thank you as always for listening and i will talk to you guys this upcoming monday take care